0: welcome to another wednesday episode of it's not you it's them but it might be you and today it's a lot of them so it's all them in fact i feel like i've never been angrier with the men in my agony on my agony aunt day than i have in my life especially the second one (sighs) so strap in get a cup of tea and i'm sure you'll be raging too
1: Hi, Lala. A mum friend of mine recently disclosed that their partner and father of young child has a drinking problem. It's had a big impact on their relationship and my partner also has a relationship with alcohol, which at the minute he's actively seeking support for. I met up with her to share experiences. She shared a number of things that have left me concerned about her child's welfare. And while he's cut down from daily bottles of wine, her partner still drinks really heavily at the weekend, even if he's in sole charge of the child when she's out in the evening. She really worries about him not being able to deal with an emergency if it arose. She describes him as getting drunk to the point where he's slurring his words when she gets back. He also goes out on all night benders without telling her when he's coming home and that's usually at like 7, 8am. She says he shows very little remorse for his behaviour and often accuses her of being the problem because she has such a low tolerance and wants to control him. How worried should I be about the partner being too drunk to deal with an emergency when he's in sole charge of their child? I also want to know for my own relationship what the red flags are for when I need to put in measures to protect my own child from my partner's drinking. I'm aware that a parent with substance abuse issues is a safeguarding issue but my partner is seeking support from the NHS. Does my friend's situation require raising a child protection concern and could I do that without further alienating her from the support of friends? Thanks.
0: Being worried about our friends' or relatives' children to the point where we need to consider making a report to external agencies is a horrible place to be. First, do you know what's really annoyed me about this case, about, not case, I'm not a social worker in this, but about this story that you've shared is that you have two women here in relationships with men who have developed addiction problems for whatever reason, And you are having to both manage things. And that's what we do in supportive relationships with partners. But instead of just being able to enjoy motherhood and enjoy life and just get on with all of the stuff that you have to do, which is so incredibly hard when you are a parent who's presumably working as well and all those other things, you're also having to think about and care and like protect from these men in your lives who are supposed to be your support systems. It's like you're parenting to children or two or more children. I don't know how many kids any of you have got but this is so hard for both you and your mate who are in this situation. And of course the biggest thing that you do both have to think about is the safeguarding risks to your child. It doesn't sound like either of these men are going to intentionally hurt their children but there are of course risks with substance abuse. I am the daughter of an alcoholic. When your parent is drunk or high, or on substances, or whatever, you know. You just know, and there is a distance. They're not in themselves. There is just that they're not parenting, and they're not being who they are. And you might think, oh, a three-year-old won't pick up on slurring words. They do. Maybe they don't understand that, oh, daddy's drunk, but they soon will. They soon will get to that point. Also, of course, there are the practical, the the genuine safety concerns like leaving a cigarette, burning on a fabric, knocking over a candle, going off to get more wine when the child is alone in the house. There are all of these things that could potentially happen when somebody is drunk. From my social work perspective, the horrible thing is that what we would say potentially is to the sober parent you are also putting your child at risk if you are leaving your child with that drunk parent. So, of course, it's the drunk parent that is putting the child at risk. But if you're then going out and doing what you need to do at night and then something happens because dad has fallen unconscious in a drunken stupor, then it also falls on you to say, why did you go out? Why didn't you protect your child? Which is shit and which would feel like a victim blamey thing to do. But it is just the reality. These are the things that you need to think about. What are the likelihoods in both of your situations for those kind of things happening? And actually, if your partner cannot not drink of an evening or whatever, then unfortunately you have to arrange other childcare and your friend has to arrange other childcare or choose not to go out. And that is really shit. And by the way, let me be clear. I am not judging or criticizing you or your friend or anybody in this situation. But if leaving them in charge of a young child is a risk, as I said, of fire, falling asleep on the kid, leaving the door open, driving maybe, even the benders could be risky. The thing is, it's very conflicting for me to say you should definitely make a report to children's services. And the reason I say that is because children's services in the UK have been decimated by this Tory government. We barely have the resources to help even in the most serious uh, child protection cases. And, And actually the fallout of you reporting to social services behind your friends back and then social services just kind of going, hey, you know, you need to do better, but not really helping. Because what you'd want social services to do is to provide rehab for the dad, to really put in support for your mate so that she doesn't have to leave the child alone or whatever. You know, that's what you would hope, but that's not where we're at. We're in a dire state with social services. The conflicting thing is that actually if you genuinely feel that there is a safeguarding risk, which there could well be, then you have to also think about how you would feel if you didn't report to external agencies and something happened. If that child lost their life in a house fire and you hadn't reported, would you feel guilt for the rest of your life? Not that it would be your fault or that that guilt would be in the right place because it wouldn't. It would never be anybody's fault other than the parent who, who fell asleep or whatever, got drunk, but... You have to think about what are the potentials here? What can I do? How would I feel? I do think talking to your friend is really important. And actually, I think what might be important here is considering leaving, you know, leaving. Could you support her to kick him out? Get him into rehab? He probably needs that rock bottom to kick him into action. Alcoholics and drug addicts do not readily come to that point. There has to be that rock bottom moment that tells them the shit has hit the fan here. Because at the moment he's being cushioned, he's being enabled. So maybe that is the support that you need to give her, to give her that impetus to get him out and to let him know that actually social services will be called if he doesn't shape up and stop doing this because their child is at risk of all of the things that I've described. There are really amazing organisations who you can speak to, who may help you and who may be able to help your friend. And they are ADFAM, ADACTION, D A C T I O N, AL-ANON. Al-Anon are meetings. So if your partner was in AA, they don't even have to be in AA meetings, but the family member can go to Al-Anon, which is sort of offshoot group for the relatives of alcoholics. All of the information for how to contact those agencies will be in the show notes. Something has to be done. It cannot just keep going on like this. I don't suggest you betray your friend in any way, but I do think that she should be encouraged to really, truly understand that these are big red flags. All right, on to the next one. I'm going to punch this one in his fucking face if I get the chance.
2: Hi, Lala. Please gonna have some advice? I'm 23, currently seeing a 32 year old man. I had a crush on him for years and we've now been together for a year. He has two kids that he hardly sees and he's currently out of work. I work full time and have my own apartment, which he never leaves. He eats my food, uses my electric and doesn't drive, but he's never offered me money to help with the bills, even though he's there all the time, and goes out partying on the weekends. And when I've brought this up, it results in an argument. I feel awkward asking him to go home at this point because all of his stuff is basically here without asking me. My parents live abroad, so I do go to him seeking company as I get lonely, but I also feel alone with him. He mentioned he should get his friend that looks like him insured on my car so that he can drive it. I said no and he just laughed and mentioned it again. I understand there are massive red flags here, but I feel so awkward asking him to leave and bringing up my feelings, because when I brought up the job situation, he made me feel like a bad person and said that he's struggling to find work, but it's also been a year now. He said he would never take me on a date, but if I were to initiate it, he wouldn't say no. He is making me doubt my thoughts and insisting I'm expecting too much. Any advice would be appreciated. Thanks.
0: I have had a lot of messages from a lot of people about a lot of horrible men, but I have very rarely felt the intense rage that I do right now and the absolute motivation to get your phone number, find out where you live and kick this man out of your house myself. This is not an age gap issue, although this does highlight very much why I go on about these age gaps all the time because I think that he is absolutely using your age and your vulnerability and your naivety to use you, quite frankly. And this is not just a clash of two people. This is a horrible, horrible man. And you need to go and you need to get out and you need to not look back. Your man is an absolute fucking loser. The definition of a waste man. If you don't know what a waste man is, read my book. In fact, I want to send you a copy of it. I'm going to message you directly about this. I want to give you everything that you need to make sure that you get the strength to get out of this. You really need to let go of this man. He is a hobo sexual. He is using your relationship in order to have a place to stay. He is trying to sponge off you the car thing, the not working. I mean, how at 23 have you got your shit together more than this grown 32 year old man? everything is wrong here literally everything his age the fact that he's jobless the fact that he doesn't see his own kids doesn't contribute sponges off you parties every weekend and has the audacity to not even fucking pretend that he's in love with you or take you out or give you gifts like at least pretend get the fuck out you absolute tramp And I'm not judging you here. It is so easy to fall into these things, especially because you do feel alone. Your parents are away. You've got that vulnerability and you had this crush on him. And he has entirely and utterly used your naivety and your vulnerability to get his foot under the door and worm his way into your apartment. And he will continue to make your life hell. If you insure him on that car, you will never see that car again. Do not start taking out finance for anything and do not fucking get pregnant. Get yourself on contraception and condoms and whatever you can. Do not get pregnant by him under any circumstances. That would be the worst thing you could ever do for your future. You haven't said anything that makes it feel like he's a danger to you. But I wonder, like, could you just could you get your friends around? Have you got mates who you could come around and just be like, right, out. Or could you just leave his stuff all outside the door one day and change the locks? Would that put you at some kind of risk? Can you get some help with this? Do you have people around? I know your parents aren't around, but have you got, family, anyone who can come and help you with this. If not, I feel like I I need to arrange that for you in some way. I am going to DM you. I'm going to find out where you live. If you're happy for me to arrange for a, not a gang, but you know what I mean, stronger, older women to come and help you with this, then I'm sure that we can look into doing something. If you want me to do a GoFundMe for solicitors or something for you to get him the fuck out of this house, then I will do it because this is urgent and it is important and it is nothing to do with you it is nothing that can be repaired you do not deserve any judgment in this situation you have just unfortunately been fucking taken on by a waste man Uh, we've all been there well maybe not all but a lot of us i certainly have and i will do anything to help you but get, get him out there is no ifs buts or maybes here and i will dm you And I think that you have got a whole army behind you in all of my listeners who will be feeling exactly the same.
1: There's a lot happening these days. But I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The Seven from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories. And we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with the seven every weekday. So follow the seven right now. Know that fizzy feeling you get when you read something really good, watch the movie everyone's been talking about, or catch the show the internet can't get over? At the Pop Culture Happy Hour podcast, we chase that feeling five times a week. We talk about the buzziest movies, TV, music, books, and more. From lowbrow to highbrow to in-between, catch the Pop Culture Happy Hour podcast from NPR.
0: And the last one for today says,
3: Hey Lala, I've been in a relationship with a man from the States for four months and something just doesn't feel right. And I'm wondering if I'm settling due to being in my early 30s, having no kids. I want kids in the near future and just being fed up with the dating scene in the UK. When I first met this guy in the UK, he was quite full on. On the first day we met, he spoke about us going on holiday together. Then he regularly FaceTimed me multiple times a day. We did go on holiday together. He paid for most of it. Three weeks after we met, but on the holidays, behaviour was a bit concerning. He would often talk down to me like I was a child. There's a 10-year age gap. He wouldn't like me speaking to friends or relatives about any issues we had and would generally be quite bossy towards me. Sometimes he would also snap at me and say quite cold things, like once when we tried to take a selfie together, he told me I should at least try and look pretty. I've tried to speak to him several times about my concerns, but he just ends up making me feel like it's all in my head and it's all my fault. He's also very cagey about his childhood upbringing and can be defensive if I ask him about his past. I've checked him out and he has no criminal convictions. I was wondering if there's any laws in the States, New York in particular, that is a similar to Claire's law here in the UK. Please help, as maybe I'm overthinking his
0: behaviours. He calls me an overthinker, which is true. <sighs> Another one with a 10-year age gap again. Not all age gaps, but definitely this one. So Claire's law that she wants to know about, I have spoken about it in the podcast before, which is the domestic violence disclosure scheme. So basically what it means is that you if you have concerns, if you're in a relationship with someone and there's big red flags and you're thinking, I need to know about this person's criminal history. You can apply to the police or you can apply it on behalf of like if your sister was in a terrible relationship and you were worried you could make an application on her behalf. But the police wouldn't give you the information. They would give it to the person in the relationship. And it's to establish whether that person has a history of domestic abuse or like a violent criminal history that the person that they're currently in a relationship with really needs to know about. So if they did have, and I didn't even Google whether they've got this in New York. I know they've got it in some places around the world. But the reason I didn't Google is because if the check came back saying he's got no criminal history, what would that change? All it would tell you is that nobody else has called the police on him before. If he's controlling you from another country, imagine what he could do from here. Or if you were in the same country living together. If something doesn't feel right after four months, then that is your intuition telling you to run. We've got every example here. I mean, it started off with love bombing. Literally, you're saying it was very full on right from the start. You went on holiday together three weeks after you met and three weeks after you met already, the behavior on the holiday was concerning. He was talking down to you. He was trying to isolate you from your friends and relatives. He didn't want you to talk to them about any issues that you had. He was bossing you around. He was negging you by saying like, oh, at least you should try and look pretty in the picture. He won't allow you to speak to him about the concerns. He makes you feel like it's all in your head, which is gaslighting, that it's all your fault, gaslighting. He becomes defensive if you ask him to talk about these things. He's making you doubt yourself, again, gaslighting, making you think that you're maybe overthinking this. Every single sign here is telling you that this is dodgy you've given so many examples of negging control and you're worried enough to want to do an international check with law enforcement if that isn't a reason to leave someone i truly do not know what is if you are in something with someone and you think i have to check with fucking interpol whether this man is dangerous then take it for you don't need to do the check just go This relationship could potentially have you moving countries and being isolated from your support system or have him moving here and then you feeling like you can't leave because he's given up so much for you. This is a relationship that will trap you if you remain together, especially if you fulfill your desire of wanting to have kids. I do not think that you are overthinking in any way, shape or form. I think you are doing a perfect analysis here. And I am so glad that you have written in. Again, I'm going to put this one on my page so that you can see the many comments from many women who wished that they had paid attention to these kind of signs in the early stages. You're actually in a really great position because of the distance, because he's in another country, you can leave much more safely. And if that means blocking, deleting, moving on, on all formats, do it. Because this is not a relationship that is going to serve you well. If it is like this now, it is going to only get worse and escalate. So please follow your instinct. Listen to me. Listen to all of the people that I can predict and what they're saying on my page and get out of this while you can. It is so much better to have no children at all than to have children with someone who is controlling, gaslighting, love bombing and emotionally abusing you because your children, your imaginary children will suffer and and we do not need to put kids on the earth for that. Oh my God, I feel really intense after those three. I feel like this is the most intense three that we've ever had. I didn't pick that intentionally, but so much love to all three of these people. The first one was about the alcohol addiction and and the problem with children. The second one was this most horrendous man. And we're going to set up some kind of charity to get her out of this. And the third one was absolutely big signs of potential domestic abuse. Get out, run, block, delete, move on. Everybody in this situation, everyone in this whole podcast needs my book and we all need my community and my page. So get on to my page today and help these women out if you have got any advice for them. Whew. hope you're all all right after that one. I love you all. And I'll see you on Friday for much more lighthearted shit. No, 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 let me explain. This has been a Sony Music Entertainment production.